return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. In so many good ways, hallelujah. So Wednesday we'll have our service here, prayer. Worship team, Pastor Rand and Sharon Wednesday night. It's going to be a great night. It's good to plug in. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, good to plug in. Uh, you know, don't be just a Sunday Christian. You want to live every day for Jesus. Hallelujah. Ladies will be meeting here, of course, again on uh, Thursday. Thank you, ladies, for your help in decorating. Uh, um, December 17th is a Sunday morning where we'll have a Christmas celebration. So if you want to sing... Uh, if you want to share something like a, a scripture, something like that, I think the youth are doing a play. That's great. Uh, turn to your neighbor and say, you've got talent. Amen. <clears throat> you've got talent on loan from God. So maybe play an instrument or something, but you can sign up in the back. And, and if you're singing or something, put down the song you're singing so uh, we don't duplicate it too much, you know. <laughs> uh, and uh, we have it, have it back there and so forth. All right. And uh, uh, so forth. Are we on already? Okay. Uh, well, anyway, just the, I'm just not going to say where, but we're taking a missions trip in January. You know from your bulletin where. Uh, but we're taking a missions trip. We're excited about that. Phoebe, raise your hand. I think we're going to see your parents, you know, in uh, where we're going and so forth. And mom and dad pastor and so forth. So that's going to be fun. Uh, we're already thinking of going to that one city and then... Here Phoebe comes to the church and uh, connection and so forth. We think, well, this is a good confirmation to head that direction too. So, so we're going to be a lot of different places in India. So thanks for praying for us, supporting, uh, believing with us, you know, uh, um, trusting God. Amen. Uh, open doors and uh, for signs to follow the preaching of the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, let's stand just for a second. If you got your Bible. Let's hold it up. Say it with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And Barb, it's your birthday today. 85. What a blessing that is. 85 years. Amen. Amen. God bless you and Dale and... and, uh, it's good to celebrate, amen? Celebrate uh, any, any birthday or any anniversary, good to celebrate those things, because uh, every day's a blessing. Every day's a blessing. So, all right, let's look at the book of James for a second. You know, I just want to share something that's very familiar, uh, you know, that uh, about 
the blessings that the Lord would want us to speak. And we are, we are surrounded with blessings. Now, some of you come from other nations and you've seen, uh, you've seen poverty or you've seen difficult situations, but most in America have not. And it's very easy as a Christian to slide into a place looking at what you don't have as opposed to what you do have. And to appreciate life. Life isn't about, you know, hear this, life isn't about money. Life isn't about possessions. Life, first of all, is about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then second of all, deals with people. People around your family. (laughs) Family first and foremost, but friends and so forth. That's what life is all about. And to appreciate, um, appreciate those moments. You know, take advantage of those moments. Just... Just uh, uh, two, three weeks ago, some kids came to our house. High school kids came to our house. I was up here, but Jeannie was there. And so they had, Jeannie had pizza, and they all ate pizza, and then break from their class, and then go back to the classroom. And Jeannie blessed this young man, and uh, he just had such a joy about him and everything. It was his birthday, turning 16. And uh, so she blessed him, laid hands and so forth, and blessed the rest of the group. And they went back to school. But a few days later, this boy died in a car accident in Sioux Falls. And the car rolled, no seatbelt, he dies. And, uh, and so we flash back, Jeannie flashes back, and I think, oh, I took a picture of them, and then she showed me the picture of this young guy. And you think about the importance of people. The importance of people, you know, and she recalled standing there and how he was smiling and how he professed Christ and uh, uh, her praying. But you just think that's the first and the last time that they met. You know, every day is a gift. And and as bad as life can look to you, you want to refrain from speaking bad. You want to refrain. Sometimes you've got to refrain from speaking your feelings. Because our feelings can betray us. We're not led by feelings. We're led by the Spirit of God. So, we're, you know, our feelings, I may feel, all of us can feel one, one way or another at times. But you want to speak what God would speak about your life or your situation or your family or your job or whatever you have. Amen? Because we've all received blessings. We've all received, or at least it's offered to us, grace and forgiveness. Wow. So, James 3 just talks about, and he's really addressing believers here, you know. Uh, the tongue can be full of evil, a deadly poison. We can bless God, and we can curse men who are made in the image of God. You know, really, everybody, any person, whether they know the Lord or not, they're not people you want to degrade or curse you want to bless because Jesus loves them. Amen? So how you, how you look at this world and how you look at the news or things happening, no, you want to speak blessings out of your mouth toward other people. people it's amazing how people, to me, uh, can be so upset at other people they don't even know, <laughs> you know, because they hear something on the news or something. They're so upset, it's like, you don't even know these people. It's like, why, why are you letting them steal your joy? So it says, out of the same mouth can proceed blessing and cursing. Now, this is to believers. This is to believers. Out of our mouth should be just blessing. Should be just blessing. 
I understand we grow in the Lord, but the more we grow in the Lord, the closer we come to Christ, the more we should be like Him. And you did never, you never saw Jesus speaking ill of somebody else. You never saw Him, I mean, deriding them or condemning them or whatever. He spoke truth, but just the same, He was always speaking something to bring life to other people. So out of the same mouth would come blessing and cursing, and then, of course, brethren, of course, addressing, addressing believers... These things should not be. <laughs> so out of our mouth, period, to, to God and to anybody should come blessing. Now think about it. Anybody. So when you think of your job, you think of relationships, or you think of people that irritate you, or people that you totally disagree with, out of your mouth, he wants to have blessing come. Cursing will never help anybody. Only blessing. Blessing brings life. Now, in 1 Corinthians 10, of course, this just rehearses some about the children of Israel. But they said, uh, don't murmur and unwarranted discount as, as some of them did and were destroyed of the destroyer. So the, the children of Israel came and they were murmuring. They're, murmuring means they were complaining. They were grumbling about their life and so forth. But they forgot all their blessings. The amazing thing to me is, now you would think if, if we were being led every day, so we went outside, but here's a pillar of cloud leading us. Or at night, there's a pillar of fire leading us. Or during the day, we're provided food supernaturally. And you kind of think, well, that's a kind of a big deal, isn't it? And yet, and yet what happens is they got used to that. And pretty soon, rather than appreciating what God was doing, they began to murmur and complain. You can, get, you can get used to your blessings. You know, if you didn't have something, say, say if you're healed, say, oh, praise God, I'm healed. Wow, what, this is wonderful. But then you can get used to it and then forget about it, your good health or whatever, and then go on a path again of murmuring and complaining. What happens is, is when we open our mouth to murmur, complaining, grumbling, it opens the door to the enemy. Now, the enemy, of course, is the devil, ultimately. And the enemy comes to do what? He comes to steal. First, you'll start with stealing your joy, but he wants to steal everything, right? Yeah. So they were destroyed of the destroyer because of what was coming out of their mouth. God didn't do that to them. The devil did. So when you understand Scripture, you realize how important it is what our words should be saying. <laughs> Got all these bumper stickers and so forth. There should be an 11th commandment. Thou shalt not whine. Shall not whine, grumble, complain. People, many times we say things, but we, we really don't have a perspective of what's going on in somebody else's life. Maybe what's going on, happening. Maybe what's happening in that company where you work or what's happening in, in somebody else's life in your family. Let me say this just quickly also. If you have a need, you want to tell someone you have a need. You know, the Bible says, actually, you should you, to pray one for another. But if there's any sick, call for the elders of the church, right? So you've got to let somebody know. Amen? There's not, there's not a, people have to understand, there's not, the, the, the issue isn't being sick. That, the enemy attacks all of us. But we have to be open. If we need prayer, say, I need prayer, right? It's like even when I... Uh, I had a cancer diagnosis. It was 17 years ago in December. I was standing on this platform and, and shared how 
what I faced and said, we need prayer, you know, and, and people gathered around me and prayed and so forth like that. You want to, you know, some people, I had one minister stand up to say, Pastor Dave must have lost the anointing because he has cancer. See how bad that can be in the body of Christ? Somebody actually did that in another church in another city. I thought, isn't that sad? And I was told that, and I thought, well, that's too bad they believe that. Because, you know, we have to stand together. We have to stand together. We pray one for another. We encourage one another. We put out our faith with each other. All those things are important. In Ephesians, when it talks about being filled with the Holy Spirit, one of the things it's really talking about is, is your mouth. All right, so Ephesians 5, you know, you're, of course you're not drunk with wine because that's bad, corruption and stupidity, it says. <laughs> but be filled with the Holy Spirit, constantly guided by it. Now, the, the, a, real, a real thing of the Holy Spirit, there would be some people that would say a real, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you speak in tongues. Well, I, I think that's good. You know, I speak in tongues. Paul said I speak in tongues more than all of you. <laughs> But also, it should affect your mouth on an everyday basis. Because you can't say, you can't just claim something and say, well, I'm, I'm spirit-filled. And then act like, oh, some grumpy old person. Can't do that. Because the two don't line up. The world needs to see spirit-filled people. The world needs to see people that, in spite of their circumstances, are still giving praise to God. Now, this is what this is talking about. You speak to one another. You're sharing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So this is, you know, um, you can't be filled and complain at the same time. It doesn't happen. Now, I, I see Christians that would claim that they're Pentecostal or so forth, and, they're, and then they're talking a certain way, and I'm just saying, wait, wait a minute. You can't have it both ways here. Brother, you've got to get something straightened out here. Because if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're going to speak songs, hymns, spiritual songs. You're just, you're just a praiser. Notice this. So these are songs you know, psalms we sing, hymns we can sing, spiritual songs, offering praise, singing, and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So what, what is this? It becomes a lifestyle. So in spite of my circumstances, in spite of what maybe I don't have or I don't see right now, or maybe I, I don't have a prayer manifested, I'm still going to speak the oracles of God. Amen? I'm still going to proclaim what the Word of, Word of God proclaims. Helen just had this today. I really like it. It says, pleasant words are as honeycomb sweet to the soul. It's a notepad that, that she gave me. And then each, each one, you know, uh, uh, has scripture verses. All, all like that. Well, the words, the word of the Lord is like a honeycomb. Sweet. It's sweet. It's something, you, when you speak it, it ministers to you. It ministers to you. Now, if I, if I have something that, that really makes me feel good, I want to do it a lot. Amen. Amen? I don't want to just entertain the presence of the Lord. I want to live in the presence of the Lord. Why? Because I like it. And the more that you're edified, the more that you're able to minister to others. Because if you're not edified, you don't minister to others. A negative person, a complaining person, doesn't minister to anybody. <laughs> All right, they make their house a mess or their family a mess or whatever. It's just a bad situation. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're offering praise, you're singing, you're making melody in your heart to the Lord. So it's just a lifestyle. Thank you, Jesus. 
Then it says, always giving thanks to God the Father for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to notice the word always. So that's not on Thanksgiving Day. That's always, right? It's always giving thanks. So in every situation, everything doesn't come from God, but we can thank him in the midst of it. You have to have to understand your faith is bigger than the storm. Your faith is bigger than your circumstances. And what you speak out of your mouth will frame your world. Hebrews says the worlds were framed by the word of God. I want to frame my world with things that are sweet. (laughs) Because first and foremost, when you start doing that, who hears it? You do. So we're not thinking it. We're not thinking praise. We're not thinking worship. We're actually doing it. So when you come here, and I I understand I'm facing front here, but I've also been in services where I look out and people are in a worship service like this. You know that person just connected with nobody. That person wasn't blessed, wasn't helped. They endured a worship service. Because worship is something you do. You know, a lot of churches, a lot of churches will have a song leader and they lead songs. Now, we want to have a worship leader, so we don't want to sing about the Lord. We want to sing to the Lord. Big difference. Some churches you can go, it's just everything is good and cool and probably have the lights and the smoke and it's great and wonderful, but goes nowhere above the ceiling because worship is singing to him. There's a connection made. Amen. Connection made in the spirit. What happens then? You get blessed. So you're singing. It doesn't matter how your quality of singing. What matters is your heart. You're singing. You're blessing the Lord. You get blessed. You get encouraged. I can't, I can't tell you how many times when our daughter was sick and we just faced a barrage. Just It seemed like it would never end of negative reports. And we would come to church. We would bring her to church. We would dress her at times. We propped her up on the chair. We did different things. And I felt awful. I felt awful. I mean, I just thought, I don't see any reason to bless the Lord here. But out of just obedience, like, Lord, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to praise you. We start singing. It was just like heaven would open. And the natural didn't look like anything happened. But something happened in us. So that we were encouraged and we were built up and we were blessed. I mean, we'd go to doctor's offices and for the doctors coming in, we're kind of playing around with things that touch your knees and so forth. And we knew these places well. And the doctor would come in, ah, the Kaufmans are here, you know. And, and they'd say, how you doing? And we'd say, we're doing great, praise God. And. He just nodded and then he said, well, the tests don't look good. But the testimony that went to him, that went to nurses, that went to other doctors, she had five different specialists, was immense. Was immense. Simply because, not because of us, but just simply because we just chose to live a spirit-filled life. Because you could talk all you want about, be the Holy Ghost and so forth. But then if you're negative like everybody else, you don't look any different than anybody else. 
in the world that's going to hell, somebody's got to look different to draw people's attention. And that isn't because you're on some street corner like this. It's because you're like this. Singing with melody in your heart, giving praise to God, filled with the Holy Ghost. There's just such a difference. It's amazing. It does put a smile on your face. It does help you to know, thank you, Jesus, you're bigger than what I face. I understand that all of us are leaving this life. I mean, I could have left years ago. My doctor calls me the miracle man. But I also understand, well, I've got a bonus life. He spoke to that last year. I've given you a bonus life. You owe your life to me. (laughs) To do what I want you to do. Life is good. Breath. Take a deep breath. Now, where'd you get that breath? You just got it from the Lord. The book of Acts says he gives to all life and breath. Other people take a deep breath and maybe say a swear word. But you can go, thank you, Jesus. There's a difference. There's a difference. We gathered people even Thanksgiving. We had all these people in our house. Some Christians, some not Christians. (laughs) But then they learned like, oh man, these folks are different. (laughs) We're praisers. We pray. We worship. We give hugs. That's a whole lot different than having somebody come in your house and say, you really need Jesus. Like, okay, thank you for the lecture, you know. No, I mean, it's a, it's a whole other thing when they realize, wow, you're different. Why are you different? It's because of Jesus Christ. So the spirit-filled life, the fruit of your lips is huge. Let's go to Hebrews quick a second, where it says that verse. Hebrews 13, 15. Notice it says, it says your lips have fruit. Now, I can't see it, but all of you got clumps of something hanging on your lips. It either smells good or smells bad. The fruit of your lips, all right, is giving thanks to the Lord. And this isn't easy because we, we've, all of us at times face difficult circumstances. Everybody does, right? If any, it's, a, it's a big club here. So it's humanity. So we offer, though, a sacrifice of praise, which means we're, we're doing it when you don't feel like it. You're doing it when, when things aren't going well. Because that's the time that the devil says, why don't you just give up? Like, like Job's wife. Curse God and die. You know, poor, poor, poor advice, right? No, a sacrifice means I'm going to do this no matter what. A sacrifice, you know, when you set your heart, you fix your heart, just like, Lord, I'm going to do this to my dying breath. I'm going to do this to my last moment. You know, people don't realize that that uh, people don't realize that not everybody dies the same. Sinners, sinners, people that have not lived for God or whatever can die in great torment. Christians, on the other hand, can die in great peace. My mama died. I was with her and until into the night and so forth. So I thought oh, I'm going to go home and get some bed, get some sleep in bed, and and then a few hours later she passed away. Go back to the hospital. And I said some of the nurse, I said, well, I said, how did she die? She said, oh, she was really peaceful. And I said, is that normal here? And she said, no, it's not. 
Some people can die hearing the trumpets of the Lord. <laughs> Some people can die seeing an angel coming for them. Did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> and some people can die screaming. Screaming. Because they're feeling fire and heat. And they know their life wasn't right with God. You know, you want to set your heart. This isn't a game. This isn't a game. You know, we're not, we're not like saying, it's a nice Thanksgiving message. No, it's not a game. This is life. What you speak, what you sow with your lips is what you're going to reap. And the fruit of your lips is giving thanks. Giving thanks for what? That Jesus is your answer. He's not your problem. He's your answer. And praise and thanksgiving is like shock absorbers in life. Might get, might get rocks in the Hallelujah. Like shock absorbers. And helps you to continue to move forward. It's a big deal. You know, I mean, the Israelites, like I said before, they were destroyed of the destroyer. Because of what was coming out of their mouth. A couple verses here. Proverbs 12, verse 14. The fruit of your mouth, the fruit of your mouth can bless you, can satisfy you. The fruit of your mouth, amen, can bless you. Proverbs 13, verse 12. says that you can uh, eat well by the fruit of your mouth. You can eat well. Your soul is satisfied by the fruit of your mouth. That's one thing. People say, well, I'm, I'm going to listen to praise music. I think that's wonderful, but I think it would be better to sing along. <laughs> you know, if you're playing it, I think it's a whole lot better to sing along. I think it would be a whole lot better if, if you're shy or whatever than wait till everybody's gone and dance in your living room. People say, I can't dance. Just rock back and forth, whatever. Bend your knees. <laughs> you know, you can, you can make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You know, just, just be excited about Him. Because, because you can eat well by the fruit of your mouth. It makes you, it does make you feel good. Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18, verse 20. A man's stomach will be satisfied at the fruit of his mouth. He'll be satisfied at the consequence of his words. Again, Fruit of his mouth. Your mouth, you'll be satisfied. Your words, the consequence of your words. What are your words doing? Your words are verbal seeds that you plant. Verbal seeds. People can say, so people say, well, you got a bad report. Yeah, I sure did. So I laid that report here, and then I laid my Bible here, and I decided what report am I going to believe? All right, I got this report. I have this report from the Lord, and I thought... I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. So, Lord, I thank you. By your stripes, I am healed. Lord, I thank you for a long life. I thank you. I understand people do this all the time, but this is how you live life. It's how you live life. This is how your life makes a difference. My doctor does call me the miracle man in the whole clinic. He did say, you're the most amazing man I've ever met. Yikes. I'd always say, you know why? Oh, I do know why. He's a Christian. I do know why. Because of Jesus. Because of God's blessing. It isn't because of me. It's because of Him. Well, what are we going to do with that? And then he said, are you going overseas again? You know, I said, yeah, I am. <laughs> you know? And he hasn't. You know, but it encourages him. 
It encourages him to do something. It encouraged him to send his kids when his kids were in high school. I'm going to send my kids on some mission trip. And he did. He didn't go, but he sent his kids. He said, someday maybe will. I said, I hope you do. You eat good by the fruit of your lips. In other words, you're going to eat your own words. You're going to eat your words. Good or bad, you're going to eat your words. Well, I want to eat some good, I want to eat good things, right? I want to eat good things. The next verse in Proverbs 18.21 says the death and life are in the power of the tongue. Which is an amazing statement here. This, this statement you should, you should underline. It's in the power of your tongue. Death and life for your life. So I want to speak life to my life. I want to speak life to my wife. I want to speak life to my kids. Amen. Right? Even, you know, kids can be in an event or something and they, they can do something and maybe it was okay or whatever. No, you want to speak life. You don't want to say, oh, you did a terrible job. No, you want to speak life. Amen. Good job, good effort. You know, you, what, good for what you find something to bless them with. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, bless somebody else. Bless somebody else. Find Find a compliment. Be a complimenter. You know, we read a thing. We did this on campus some years ago. We, had a, we, read, it, we read about some students at another university doing it, so we did it at our place, at SDSU. And so we called it, like, what was it, Compliment Tuesday? Compliment Tuesday. So we're in the union. And kids would just say, hey, I like your shirt. Good hair. like your hair. You know, they'd find somebody, and they'd, they'd say something, a compliment. I just want to tell you something. If someone compliments you, does it make you feel good? Yeah. Of course it does. Like, thank you. You know, didn't know I dressed that well or didn't know. You know, I mean, your words speak life. Amen. Think of what that does for your kids or your grandkids or friends or co-workers. Amen. That's, that's just God, by the way. I, I picture Jesus, you know, with the disciples complimenting them. You know, I know there's times, you know, people think, you know, when he said, where's your faith? And they're acting like he's saying, where's your faith? You know, like he's scowling. It's like, oh, where's your faith? I'm bigger than this. Look what happens. It's not a downer. It's an upper, right? When he's saying that, where's your faith? It's an upper. Like, you can do this too. Or someone says, why couldn't we do it? It just comes out by prayer and fasting. Just draw closer to me. It'll happen. Just draw closer. Just draw closer all the time. So death and life are in the power of your tongue. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's your choice. It's your choice. So my wife can't do this for me. I can't do this for her. I mean, I, you can encourage one another, certainly. But ultimately, you have to do it for yourself. Turn to your neighbor and say, grow up. <laughs> there's, there's many adults who've never grown up. They're still, they still act like kids because they're waiting for somebody else to do something for them. It's like... No, you're, you're being an adult. Encourage yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Speak life to yourself. I do this all the time, folks. If, you, if you're with me, you might get bored, but I, I'll speak to myself in the mirror. I'll speak to myself in the car. I'll exhort myself. Why? Because this is the word of the Lord. It's, it's how God wants us to live. You've got a miracle in your mouth. Turn to your neighbor and say that. You've got a miracle in your mouth. <laughs> Psalm, quickly, Psalm 34, 1. 
I'll bless the Lord at all times. So this is David's kind of the motto of his life because he went through difficult circumstances through his life. So he was called of God, chosen of God, a great king and so forth. But he went through a lot of t- troubling things. Some brought on by himself. And yet, and yet, this was his motto. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. Notice what it says. His praise, the praise of the Lord, shall continually be in my mouth. Now, the word continually means that it just doesn't stop. It's not a Sunday thing or a Wednesday thing, Thanksgiving Day thing, when I feel good thing. No, it's all the time. I'm going to bless him at all times. Another translation will say in all seasons. Some seasons in my life, or it seems like, boy, Lord, I just don't see anything happening. I'm going to bless him. Not blessing him just because you see something. You're blessing him for who he is. That's faith, right? That's faith. So I'm going to bless him at all times, in all seasons. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. Let's close your eyes just a second. Just say, hallelujah. Just say, I will bless you, Lord. Say, I will sing your praises. (laughs) Say it again. I will sing your praises. (laughs) See, to his ears, that really sounds good. Psalm 100 says, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise. We've talked about this. It's like your password, right? Password in your phone that gains you access to your phone or your computer. It's the same way with the presence of the Lord. And the king, when Nehemiah, Nehemiah was weeping and so forth, and the king saw him and said, why are you weeping? And he was scared for his life. Why was he scared for his life? Because when you serve a king, you never serve a king sorrowfully. Or you're dead. (laughs) You serve him with joy. Right? So you enter the presence of the Lord with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. You can't get into his presence by being negative, by complaining. Just can't get there. You can try, but it's not going to happen. You enter his presence with this thanksgiving, hallelujah, into his courts with praise. And you know what? You don't have to leave there. You can go to work in that atmosphere. When when you're going to work, by all means, I wouldn't uh, absorb the news or I wouldn't put on country music or whatever. I'd put on something that's going to put some pep on your step, right? You have enough people that's trying to deflate you through the day. So you want to stay encouraged and inflated in the Lord. Amen. I've got a wife that amens me. I like that. <laughs> Be thankful to Jesus. Bless his name. Now, we're going to close with this. First Thessalonians. So, we rejoice always. How often should we do this? Every day? Midnight? Yeah, three in the morning? Yeah, two, four, seven. There you go. Rejoice always. Rejoice always. You're delighting yourself in who? In the Lord. Not because I don't have any problems, but because he's my answer. He's my answer, right? So, so it's, there's this different in how you want to look at life. People can say, well, you face a lot of issues. I said, I do, but I've got an answer. Yeah. I've got a reason to sing. I've got a reason to sing. Jesus lives in me and he's my king. I've got a reason to sing. I've got a reason to sing. 
I've got a reason to sing. Jesus lives in me and he's my king. I've got a reason. So you rejoice always. If you listen, now if, once you start doing this, start singing and doing things, you'll find there'll be songs in your heart. And you'll have songs that all of a sudden you're... You think, where'd that come from? And you're thinking it's a, it's a praise song or a hymn or something that's in your heart. And you start thinking, hey, that's just what I need. And you'll start singing it. It just starts coming out of your mouth. Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's really good. You know, sometimes we're doing that in their house. And then I'll, I'll pick up something that she's humming. And I think, oh, that's a good song. And then I'm start humming it. So verse, the next verse is there. First Thessalonians. So, so we're unceasing in prayer. But in every situation, no matter what the circumstances are, be thankful. Continually give thanks to the Lord. For this is the will of God. People a lot of times say, well, what's the will of God? I'll tell you one thing. It's opening your mouth and giving him praise. That is always the will of God. People want to be in the will? Start with this. Just start with that. This is the will of God. Now, here's the other side that goes with it. Because people say, well, I don't feel like it. You don't understand. It's not my personality. I don't do that. And what happens in the next verse? Don't quench the spirit. Quenching the Spirit has everything to do with keeping your mouth shut. If you keep your mouth shut from praising the Lord, you will quench the Spirit. Spirit wants to move. Spirit wants to bless you. Spirit wants to do something. You choke him off because you don't open your mouth. I can't tell you how many people say, you know, Pastor Dave, I'm, I'm just not that way. I, I don't sing out loud. We don't clap. Uh, we're, we're, you don't understand. We're, people live up here in the north. That's how we are. And I say, I understand perfectly well. You've got pride. Because you go to the game and shout your head off and be excited and do all kinds of other stuff. But you've got pride because you don't want to open your mouth. And the devil is the father of pride. Anything that keeps your mouth shut is going to be pride. When you think, oh, I don't want other people to see me or hear me. That's pride. You don't do it for a show, but I tell you what, you've got to open your mouth. And it says, do not quench or subdue or be unresponsive to the working and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Don't close the, off the very thing that can bless you. Don't close it off. It's like I was having radiation oncology and I'm sitting on a table and this machine's going over me and and then they've got headphones on me and so forth. And then the they, thing stops and says, Dave, you're, you're, you're moving, you're wiggling. I said, it's very technical. And I said, oh, yeah, sorry, I'm praising the Lord. They said, we understand. That's how you are. You know, but my foot's twitching or something. We can't twitch. They don't want any twitching. Okay, all right, I'll stop that. You know, and. There's something about having praise in your mouth. It just changes the atmosphere. You know what I mean? You can hear the worst thing in the world, and yet if you turn your eyes to Jesus, like that old song, turn your eyes upon Jesus, something happens, and you look into his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim. His light of his glory and grace. There's something powerful in that. But now listen, I can't do that for you, mm. but you can do it for you. 
And you'll bring life to yourself and you'll bring yeah. life to your family and you bring life to your coworkers yeah. and life to people that you're around. Yeah. But you got to make it a habit. Amen. Yeah. You got to make it a habit. In other words, you got to go out and say, all right, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. It's like a coach. It's frustrating to a coach. You train your team. And you got a scouting report and you say, all right, this is what we're going to do. And then everybody goes out there like their heads are cut off. Like they don't know what they're doing. It's like the coach like, oh, we went over this. We have a game plan to win. Amen. But you have to do it. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have to do it. You have to do it. Yeah. Well, two things. I was thinking of uh, this verse here. I believe it's verse 18. But anyway, um, this week, by God's grace alone, Pastor Dave and I will be married 48 years. Amen. <laughs> so, <laughs> look what, you know. It's the word of the Lord. Well, anyway, when, I, when Dave asked me to marry him, um, he said, would you like to spend the rest of your life with me? That was how he said it. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> and I said, that would be the desire of my heart. So, <laughs> but anyway, getting back to this verse, the, um, I, you know, we were praying about it, and we all wonder. I mean, if you're not married yet, you wonder, like, is this the will of God? And um, but that's a, the verse that came mm. out of my spirit. We live. I lived in Sioux Falls at the time, and yeah. and I said, Lord, you know, should we get married? And and uh, that verse came out of my spirit. And everything, give thanks. And he he began to tell me to thank God for bringing Dave into my life. In everything, give thanks. Yeah. For this is the will of God. And from that second on, fast forward almost forty nine years. Um, never another, uh, never another thought about it. It was like this is the will of God. Yeah. Once you get a word from God, and you said that earlier, the yeah. the word of God is the will of God. Yeah. So thank God for that security, that anchor, Amen. and uh, that um, He's the anchor of our soul. So yeah. always get a word from God. But I really wanted to say one more thing too. Is um, earlier you mentioned to bear one another's burdens and yeah. or something like that. Galatians six two, is where it is. But um, like if you have a need to tell someone, well, um, quite recently yesterday, <laughs> I had a burden and but I kind of didn't want to bother Dave and I didn't want to uh, you know like be uh, negative or. Say, say anything negative, and, but um, he's a great listener, and he says, just come on, just tell me, and I said, oh, okay. Anyway, so it's not, it wasn't that big a deal, but it was a big deal in my head. You know, girls, what I'm talking about? All the girls said amen. <laughs> and <laughs> so I said, all right, here, it's this, and it was a concern about a loved one, should we just say it that way? And... Um, but, you know, right after I told him, I said, I'm going to get a word from God. But right after I told him, we bear yeah. one another's burdens. Yeah. You might not be married, but, you know, you, you maybe have a safe place. You can certainly come to your pastors, amen, yeah. <laughs> and um, feel safe or uh, a good friend or maybe a relative that you feel safe with who is going to point you to the word of God. So I really felt happy about that yesterday. Yeah. I told him later, I said, I got a word from God. Thank you for listening to me. And it only took like 60 seconds yep. or so. So yep. I just want to say a big amen to that. Uh, amen. Share with someone if you have a need. Amen. 
All right, let's close our eyes a second. Let's lift our hands. This is like a universal sign of surrender. You can do this at home if you're watching on uh, recording here. You can do this wherever you're at. Just lift your hands. And you want to surrender everything. Just want to put it in his hands. He's big enough to take every issue. And you want to, let's just say, 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 thank you, Jesus. I give you every care, every concern. Thank you, Jesus. You are my answer. And I give you praise today that you are working by your spirit. That supernatural things are happening. Even right now. In Jesus' name. So I give you praise, Lord. I give you thanksgiving. And I purpose to use my mouth to live in your presence and to give praise every day in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we have some greeters that are going to go to the door uh, to greet today. That's good. Appreciate that. Uh, if you need prayer, ask for prayer. Pastor Randon will be around here and Angeline. Stephen Deb are around here. Ask for prayer. Roger's around here. Ask for prayer. I'm here. Amen. Jeannie's going to head to the door. Amen. Ask somebody if you need prayer for something today, all right? Just, just uh, pick somebody out here. Amen. We bless you. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.